our friends. Welcome back. <laughs> what a what a lovely greeting. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Two Broads. Talking Bravo. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Chaos and Fun and Catching Up on Bravo. Now I can finally crack open my drink. Did you hear that ASMR? I actually didn't hear it. I think your microphone what? like muted it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can still hear me fine, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Maybe it's you uh, didn't hear you know, the censor. Maybe it's PG, you know, even though that's a sober seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am drinking a sober seltzer today on this fine Monday. Are you having a drink? I'm having mother's milk, which is water. What? <laughs> Is that seriously what they call water? Who the hell calls mother's water mother's milk? What in the world? Have you heard that saying though? It's like ah, mother's milk. It's like the, I don't know. It's a weird saying, but to me, nothing tastes better in the world than water. Honestly, what in the actual hell? Okay, moving on, (laughs) Miss Plant Lady. For the folks on the phone, Monica is literally sitting in her plant. As if she's in the jungle. This is just where my chair is in my office. (laughs) Love the vibes, man. Total opposite to my vibes. (laughs) It is. Yeah. We're like yin and yang. We complete each other. That's true. That is true. (laughs) That's a good good analogy. I like it. Yeah, that's beautiful, right? Well, dude, we haven't caught up since your trip to the Dominican Republic. Do you want to tell the folks on the phone how sick your travels were? <laughs> sick in a couple ways, yes. Um, we had oh no, <laughs> we had the best time. No, we really did. Like it was amazing. Just like disconnecting, just chilling on the beach, having no agenda at all. Just like no timelines. Like you wake up and like oh well. We have a dinner reservation at like nine or we just didn't have any reservations at all. And like you just kind of go with the flow and see what everyone's feeling. I love that. To do. So good. Float what in was the your ocean. favorite part of the trip? Um, The first night was really fun because it was the Ooh. first time we were all getting together. And I feel like the vibes can be either like, you know, the day of like you, you know, you're either tired because you have been traveling all day or your hype because the cruise together and it was the latter which was amazing i love um, that so good and it was a yeah it was a thursday night um so they had like a dj outside and then the dj outside Ooh. ended so then there's like a little like club Fancy. that's inside i know uh, and then um it's all inclusive so at this club like you just walk up to the bar and you get whatever you want you know it's like it's yeah. just so nice it's so nice I love that. Were the people at this club, though, do you think, like, of our age, or were they younger, or? Yeah, so in general, at the resort, it was a big mix of ages. Like, there were families, there were older people, there were people our age. But yeah, at the club, there were, like, mostly people our age and a couple of, like, parents, like, you know, just trying to hit the club. That's what my parents do when they go to the all You're obsessed with clubbing. Every time you go to these tropical islands, you're always at the club, making friends like especially with your family too your mom in particular loves to turn it up I love it 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's freaking hereditary. I mean, my parents do yeah. and they go away too. You know, what do you expect from me to not? <laughs> <Well>, like, <laughs> what did they say when you went to your first phone party? Oh, they were like, wow, finally. Like, how'd you like it? It's so fun, right? <laughs> finally yeah. proud of their daughter following finally, in their footsteps. <laughs> none of my previous achievements just just simply going to a phone party is all they needed from me to be proud well, of I, me i love that you look nice and sun-kissed got a nice tan yeah this ring light's not doing me any uh favors <laughs> but in general i look a little bit darker than usual it's are you just, gonna get darker know. than me this year there's always that annual competition it's not really a competition it's you just trying to get on my level <laughs> <laughs> yeah some some years i do some years i get close last year was like not a great summer for sun so kind of missed the mark on that one i wish i had your natural glow you will soon my friend you will soon <laughs> if you go to a tropical island soon or... yeah it's january <laughs> i don't think so yeah i guess that's fair well we had a fun weekend skiing though mon and i were shredding all the gnar this weekend in new hampshire that was lit i had a blast so much gnar yeah me too i had so much fun it was both of our first time skiing this season and i don't yeah. know it felt great beautiful day how are your legs are they finally yeah. recovered my calves are still <laughs> so tight although i just went to like me too. I, I did the elliptical today and I think that helped a little bit but like the first thing in the morning when you get out of bed and then you try to move your legs it's like I was waddling like a penguin when I woke up this morning like I literally felt like my legs turned into wood and I was just like walking <laughs> on planks I was like holy I haven't felt this bad since like mega's leg day training Ooh, is it brutal. your whole legs or is it like just your calves the calves were the most sore. My quads were like not great. But honestly, I feel so much better now after the gym. Like a little sore still, but like game changer. Mm -hmm. Just foam rolled it like crazy and stretched and did a little bit of the treadmill. So, wow. you know. Did you have fun skiing? Did you enjoy? I did. I had a blast, you know. It's always good getting together with the gang love yeah. a good gals trip um yeah honestly I thought it was awesome like I did definitely thought towards the end it got a little icy so that kind of like freaked me out a little bit um but honestly had a blast like great time can't wait to do it again um hopefully you know, I can just do more runs next time so that way I need to warm up some more get stronger you know yeah definitely definitely but yeah, not mad about it. The only thing, though, is that I feel like our weekend was so much fun and I felt so calm for some reason on Sunday, probably because of church. And then next thing you know, I throw on Salt Lake City. I'm two minutes in and I go, I'm finishing the rest of my wine. Like, there is no way in hell I can sit here. And then it gets worse that I'm start being like, okay. And I, at that point, like, I didn't have dinner either because I was, like, trying to be like, you know what? Like, forget dinner. We had a late lunch. I was like, nope. I'm going to be sitting here. I'm going to be drinking this wine. I'm going to order some food. Like, I need something to balance this chaos out because these women just spent the whole part three reunion screaming nonstop. 
And like, I remember you were telling me that Andy, like basically like you can see him start to give up. And the amount of times too, he was like, lady, stop, stop. Like, just <laughs> let her finish what she wants to say. I literally was, Mon, I really wish you saw me watching this. I was on the couch, bundled up on a blanket, just kind of like <laughs> rocking back and forth. Like, when will this shit end? Like, oh my God, I'm exhausted from just reminiscing. I felt so bad for Andy. Like, he deals so with bad. a lot. Like, he deals with all of the housewives, you know? But this was <laughs> just, like, he gave up. Like, he literally gave up at some points and was just sitting with his head in his hand, like, there's nothing I can do. Like, there's he's trying to mediate. They're not listening to each other. Monica's screaming with her, oh like, my piercing voice over Lisa. <laughs> and I just... Like Monica to me is just un like unbelievable. Like I can't believe anything she says any like anymore. Like anything she says, I just don't believe it. And it, it it's just crazy. Like that, yeah. So I will say, let's let's unpack this because I will say, okay. So back step when we found out about her being like part of that troll account i was shocked as shit i was like oh mm-hmm. my god like how have you been acting fake this whole time and like pretending to be all their friends little did you know you know you were part of this troll account hurting their lives forever like that's crazy to me but i would say part three though of the reunion i kind of had a different perspective on monica where i didn't really hate her as much like I still am like shocked by her don't get me wrong like I still think she's crazy and a socio and like insane but I felt for her just a tiny bit in the sense that again we kind of have to take her word for it but it seems like she wasn't the only person with that troll account and like there were other people involved and she said it herself that like the whole purpose of the account was to like get to expose Jen Shaw and like in my eyes I think that was a good thing because Jen Shaw is a criminal and to me what kind of stood out was when all these women were just so fixated on the troll account and not so much of the whole point of the account was expose Jen Shaw and then like and then like Monica literally when she screams like why are you defending a criminal like that kind of just like sat with me where it was like wow like these women aren't even talking about the whole Jen Shaw thing and like even Heather said it herself too which I feel really bad for her but she was like I've defended Jen Shaw like the whole time and I regret it but I've done it and Mm -hmm. to me I was like oh my god like they've they're all just like fixated on the wrong thing like they're fixated on themselves which I I don't know it's such a hard topic what do you think the thing is, I understand that the origin of the account was to expose her, but I feel like that was like a year or two ago. And it sounds like these accounts were still kind of tormenting them, especially like you said, Heather, like yeah. she really seemed like I felt so bad for her. She really seemed like super shaken up from that. But also like, like she said, like the realization of that, plus like the whole black eye coming out is Jen Shaw who gave her the black eye and a combination of her just being scared of like, you know, what Jen might do to her for exposing her. And yeah, it's just, that was so spooky. That gave me chills. I know. Like she must, Heather knows, like she, like she said, she was pretty close to Jen, but I guess she was just kind of like a pawn. 
And just seeing her like make that parallel between Monica and Jen and her being like, I've seen it before and like, I'm not going to defend this kind of person. I'm not going to put myself in that position. And I was just like, she was being really strong. And I was just like, yeah, I feel like that was amazing. But I just like, Monica just seems like such a snake. And I do. Okay. I do want to like address the, sorry, what were you going to say? No, keep going. What do you want to address? Like the the fact that obviously she's like a very hurt person because of her upbringing was like so tumultuous, which like I understand, you know, we're not saying like you should have had a better childhood, but like, you know, you can take your circumstances and rise above them. Right. And like, oh, yeah, try to be a better person and not try to like infiltrate this group and blow up their lives and their families' lives on Instagram every day. Like, I think I would have felt a little bit more on Monica's side just and I say a little bit because again what she did is still crazy but if she had gone into this friend group and told the friend group about the account if she was honest from the get-go from the beginning I think it would be a little bit better in the sense that maybe there could have been a potential for forgiveness but instead she like you know faked her way through their friendship hid the whole account she only came out when she got confronted and I can't remember who said that if it was like Lisa or Angie or one of them, everybody was screaming. I don't even know who said what anymore because all I heard <laughs> is just everybody screaming, but <laughs> that's Monica. <laughs> Wait, my favorite ever Monica doing Lisa's impression. And Lisa was getting so mad about it. But then later <laughs> Andy goes, but did she not do a good job of impressing you? Lisa goes, yeah, it, actually, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is pretty good. We'll give her that. We'll give her that one win. Yeah, that was really funny. But yeah, just the whole thing about like Monica just hiding it was crazy. The funniest part too, where I was laughing my ass off was I think Meredith or one of the ladies were like, Monica, you were like stalking Jen Shaw's house. And she was like, I wasn't stalking her house. Like I was just driving around her house and staring at her house and seeing what she was doing and waiting outside on solidly. And then Andy goes, how do you define stalking? Cause that is stalking. Like also had cameras in her house that she had access to. Yeah. Hello. That's, stalking just own up your stalking like i like i again i don't know what she's saying is real but she did say something how like she needed to get like uh what was it for the fbi she was she needed to get evidence she was like doing it for the evidence yeah that's when they were all like um there's no way the fbi is asking you to do this stuff like i don't think they would ask like I think once you're involved, they're not going to ask you to be more involved and get evidence. Like, you're not, she's not in the FBI. She doesn't need to get evidence. Like, didn't that's she why they say were all something, like, though, that the, F- the FBI didn't tell her what to do. They just said, if anybody has any evidence, come forward with it. But they didn't say, like, get involved. They didn't say, like, you need to stalk her. They just said, if you know of anything, let us know. So I definitely think, like, Monica took it to an extreme. I mean, at the end of the day, did monica shit like actually help with the case do we know that because if so then whatever she did she did for a good cause like jen's in prison for a reason i mean yeah i'm sure i'm sure she like helped i mean yeah you're right jen is in prison for a reason but you know like (laughs) 
<laughs> not there no one is 100% good and no one is 100% bad but True. i still think she's mostly bad like yeah she helped you know I put Jen you. in prison but like she's pretty terrible besides that no i definitely agree like all these housewives have like backstabbed each other fought with each other but like what monica did was like wicked snake like like literally what Whitney said like it's in order to move on you need to feel like you can trust someone again and like I couldn't trust Monica again like that was incredibly shady like again I wish she thought she was just more honest from the very beginning but I don't know whatever at the end of the day fantastic show fantastic (laughs) finale she clearly did did it for a reason the producers clearly casted her for a reason like yeah well that's the thing is that like the other you know everyone but monica was claiming that bravo may have like screwed them over intentionally that they knew but andy denied that he denied like anyone on the bravo team knowing about her being part of the troll account so i have a theory i don't i agree with with andy he he obviously is has to be is right i trust that for sure but i definitely think like bravo doesn't intentionally cast members who intentionally screw someone over they cat they bring people in where they think drama could potentially happen by knowing the differences in their background by knowing like their involvement like think about it, like we all knew monica was an assistant for jen shaw so the producer's probably thinking oh like something may come out we're taking our chances here because we're not sure and the reason why i say that is because now I understand switching to another show. Now I get why Sam didn't come to Winterhouse till the very end. Because you and I were talking about this previously and we were like, why did Corey invite her for the very end? That's so weird. But mm-hmm. now I I know the answer to it from that podcast. So we can talk about that later. But I thought that was like so insightful to be like, huh, like, I mean, like, like, even Corey said them themselves, they, they produce every job. Like they have to make a fantastic show. They're not doing anything illegal. They're not doing anything unethical. They're just doing things strategically. The people in it burn the house themselves, but Bravo just kind of thinks like, oh, who are the type of people that might do that? We're taking a guess. And then and then they get lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, no, they yeah, didn't we know can... Sandoval was going to, you know, with the Raquel thing. Like no one knew. Yeah, you just, you know, they're kind of watching it stew and brew and yeah, like you said, hope something comes out of it. But yeah, we can definitely jump to um Sam's podcast. So she was on the Vile Files, right? With Nick Vile or am I mixing it up? Which one was she on? You know, it's funny you say that because I literally was sitting here thinking like I listened to the Vile Files recently and I was like, who the hell was I listening to? I can't remember, but I did listen to Samantha on Not Skinny But Fat, that podcast. Oh, yeah. Wait, I so think you're maybe right. you're I mixing it up. I am. Maybe Olivia yeah. was on the Vile Files because then I think it was Olivia from Southern Charm because then a new episode with Taylor and Green came on the Vile Files. Yes, you're right. right? I've been. Yep, you're right. I mixed them up. I'm sorry, what'd you say? You're right. <laughs> Are you happy? Wow. I'm ecstatic. It's <laughs> yeah, different so- when it comes from you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, Sam was on Not Skinny Not Fat. Yeah, Olivia was also on um, 
not skinny but not fat i know that's why i'm like am i mixing it up um no i don't think so i think she was i think um amanda hirsch i think is her name um talk yeah. to both of them yeah because um because i remember her asking uh taylor if she listened to olivia's too and she was like oh yeah <laughs> she's like i'm glad she didn't drag me but i know there's a lot to unpack there wait so wh- who are we who are we starting with let's S- do samantha Winter House. yeah yes. yeah yeah also Corey was on um the bravo moms podcast i know i listened to that in the gym <laughs> me too well not at the gym but i also well, listened to it i saw it on your phone and i was like oh i didn't know that because i was doing the music or something and i saw it and i was like oh i didn't even know he was on a podcast i think it would be really interesting to get like his side of the story um so yeah we can definitely talk about that too so sam was saying that on the podcast that she was actually shocked originally where Corey got casted for winter house and she didn't. And then she originally, but even prior to like, um, you know, Corey, like accepting the show. Cause you still have to accept it, even though you get casted. Um, she just didn't think that he would say yes to the show because after she didn't get the part, she just assumed, Oh, it was a singles house. Cause that's basically what Bravo said is that they wanted a house full of singles so she was like initially shocked that Corey said yeah he was totally down to go but they both talked about it and they said like you know they're you know they're exclusive or whatever it is that they discussed and yada 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 but then what happened was and this is where the producers get smart here is they started noticing that Corey was flirting with all the girls he was being really almost like too playful and crossing a little boundaries towards the end the producers was like oh i think for a really big bang you know we should invite sam to come and that is actually why sam ended up coming towards the end not because initially we thought it was Corey being weird and we just thought oh why didn't he just invite her from the beginning why did he wait till the very last weekend it wasn't his decision it was the producer's decision so that was so i was like shocked by that um yeah i I don't think I was shocked by that because like it makes sense. Oh, you know, really? like, they make it oh. look like they make it look like they're texting whoever they're dating, be like, Do you want to come next weekend? Yeah, I'd yeah, love to. And then yeah. they just show up like, wow, so fun and spontaneous. Like it's a show. You can you know, it's not like that, you know? Like they can't just invite whoever they want. Um That's true. But yeah, I, I guess I was wondering like why it was just him on the show and not her, but you know. Like now we know it's. it's uh, Why is Kyle and Amanda always the exception? I don't get it. I feel like because they are kind of like staple people at this point, like staple and staple actually. Like they're like you know they're the OG Summer House crew, and yeah, they don't really have much drama now. But and Amanda was barely in it, and like she barely got any like screen time too. I feel like she showed up for like two days and and left well she was late because she was sick yeah that's true that was really sad yeah so yeah i think they have to have some like you know familiar faces that people like that are ogs and then you some new people and mix it up and that's true um, and like kyle's still a giant ass party animal (laughs) so exactly goals but at least he's like good entertainment but yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was like, so, I, I was just like wild by the fact that, 
you know, Samantha came at the end and then the drama started and like the producers were definitely like, this is going to be money. And it totally was. And what was so wild to me too, was now listening Corey on that Bravo moms podcast. Um, and how he was saying that after Winterhouse, him and Sam were totally fine. They were, you know, doing great. And the minute the show aired, and even Sam said that too in the podcast, that Corey did like prepare her for, you know, how inappropriate he basically was on the show. Um, it just sucks that like that show kind of broke them a little bit, I'd say. A hundred percent broke. But them. you know what's yeah. scary though? being in a relationship and not being on a show and like like in the sense that like would court like would sam have ever known if there was no show that's the scary that's the part that makes you go whoa like you just don't know what happens behind closed doors unless someone's filming it yeah that's where trust comes in relationships i guess yeah no it's totally true and yeah i guess i i remember saying in a, one of our previous episodes of like her anger was misdirected at like Malia and the girls when it should have been at yeah. Corey but now it makes sense obviously she didn't see it she you know she was yeah. just she wasn't there she showed up the last like day or two at Winter House and then she watches the whole season and then um and I guess between like the taping of the reunion and the airing of the reunion is when they ended it yeah and sam made a good point too which like definitely added some clarity where she was like when i joined the house all she knew this was sam is saying all she knew was the tabloids were saying malia and Corey were flirting and then she shows up and then she sees malia and Corey touching each other tackling each other and that was it she knew nothing else she had no other background so yeah if i was sam i'd be upset too i would definitely be you know like hurt by that and also seeing like the confessionals too of malia in the beginning of the show saying she'd want to sleep with him so like yeah that definitely doesn't make it any better either so like i would say sam definitely had a right to be mad at malia i'm happy they're like fine though like i definitely don't think malia did anything wrong intentionally but i see why she was mad at malia um and i guess the other girls in the show um but yeah I don't know. That was crazy. Oh, I just remembered something. So another part too that Sam mentioned, which I thought was so shocking, was she said that when Corey was filming his confessionals, they're set in New York. So every time he went to New York to do his confessionals, he would film and then go and hang out with Sam. Not just hang out with her. They were like basically like living. Like he was living out of her apartment. Yeah. And what was shocking to me, like to my core, was what he said in his confessionals of basically like, yeah, I'm just pushing the boundaries. You know, I'm I'm just having as much fun as I can. And, you know, Sam and I were great, but we're we're just not like, you know, super serious and saying all this stupid shit, basically. And then him going to her bed, sleeping with her, living with her, acting like they are boyfriend and girlfriend, acting like they do love each other. Like that made me sick. I was like, how does how does how does a human do that how do you really do that? bad yeah really not great like that really just makes great. me sick that is literally like you just shit talking somebody and then then next thing you know you're just like hanging out you know with them and acting like you didn't do that 
that's yeah. like kind of sociopathic to be honest big big f boy behavior for sure from Corey. i mean it's we know we knew it the whole time you know i think when Corey and sam were together it was like oh you know he's not an f boy he found you know he found the girl that puts up with him and then she saw his behavior and was like no but um for those of you that haven't listened to her um on not skinny but not fat sam on not skinny but not fat um basically the the breaking point for their relationship was it was only like let was like less than a week away from christmas like five days or something and he texted her just being like oh yeah i just realized christmas and new year's are coming up like do you want to do something and it's like okay you just realized christmas you did not just yeah that was so christmas not cool and she was saying that like she was so excited to just like have a Christmas with her partner for the first time and um and that just kind of broke the camel's back and um because they were long distance, so I think she yeah called, right? Like she wanted to do it in person, but she ended up um calling him and just yeah. as they were talking it through, she realized like, yeah, this like I can't put up with this. And you know what? Good for her for putting the hammer down and like honestly not settling. Like I definitely would say there are so many girls out there or and boys too. It doesn't matter who you are. Like people just settle. They're just accept the fact that all right, this is how it's going to be. And like, it's obviously so much easier said than done to be like, why don't you just break up? Like it's now being in a relationship. Like it definitely is. You have different eyes, if that makes sense. You see things differently, but good for her for not settling because she deserves so much better exactly and she said that um she was in love with him but he wasn't in love with her right and and to echo what you said exactly like i feel like people could easily just try to be optimistic like you know like he he'll love me eventually right like you know maybe i'm moving fast he's moving slow like could have definitely justified it in her head but she put the hammer down and didn't put up with it and you know what i have so much more respect for her like i wasn't like oh my god yeah fan of her what and now i'm like i think you know what i noticed and it was the same thing with like tom and ariana it was you know what was holding them back what the man the man was holding them back like i liked ariana so much more now without tom because i realized tom oh. was just like making like just tainting my view of her because i was like well i don't like him and she loves him oh so you're saying you think Corey tainted your view of sam yeah because i was like he's so like f-boy and icky but she's (laughs) dating him so like you know that's kind of a reflection on her and now that he's gone i'm like okay and also listening to the podcast like i don't know it's just yeah i felt like you just get a much more like real version all you know kind of like not producer like yeah 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 producers didn't come up with this version of her this you get the real her. reality of it exactly and not the scripted reality yeah i mean i guess that's fair i mean i just thought Corey was just this like fun wild guy and i definitely like listening to him on podcasts because to your point like you'd see more the reality of him like him talking about his personal life you know on bravo mom's podcast i thought that was like interesting just to hear more about him when he made the comment and he said like you know people think i'm an f-boy and i know i have that persona but i'm really not i was like i still think you kind of are you need to be a little self-aware that you are 
He said that, but then they asked him for his housewife's tagline, and he said, I'm an F-boy with a heart. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, so you are. So you so you think you're really pretty. Like, it's the like mean I, girl saying, like, so you think you're an F-boy. <laughs> like, I definitely think he has a heart. Like, I, I he, sound, he seems like it, at least. Like, he really tried with Sam, and honestly, I will say... I did not expect him and Sam to last that long, to be honest. Like, I really didn't expect it because I genuinely didn't. He's a fuck boy. I mean, after <laughs> seeing him with like Jess from Winter House season one or two. I think season one, right? Jess. No, it was season two. Oh, it was season two. the Lindsay lookalike. Lindsay doppelganger. Oh he was like God. so lovey-dovey with her. He was sleeping in her bed every day. He even tried to like visit her in California. And then he was like, yeah, this is going to work. So like the fact that he really tried with Sam, I was like, okay, like he really likes her. And he did admit to like, he regrets everything and he made mistakes, but it's like, don't say you're not a fuck boy when you literally are just own it be self-aware. And guess what? Stop being a fuck boy. Grow up. Like, how are you going to end up with someone if you're self-sabotaging yourself? Yeah. I mean, maybe this will be his come to Jesus moment. But you know what? Doesn't he, isn't he like really close with Austin too? Shocker. Exactly. It's the the gaggle of Peter Pan men. You know, it's yeah. just like they stick together and they're never going to grow up. And <laughs> You know what? And this is I, I, I'll say, and I say it again, that's why I love Craig. Like I have so much respect for him <laughs> because not only is he like successful at work and he's come a long way and you have seen him come a long way just from watching the show now. Like you definitely saw where he came from and where he is today. Like he has come a long way and um, he is self-aware of like his flaws and his mistakes. And you can see him trying to change that. And he's so good to Paige. Like, he's so in love with her. And, like, to me, that just, like, warms my heart how much he, like, loves her. And his he literally is such asshole-like friends. But he's still so true to himself. And I just, that's why I love him. Like, that's why I'm, like, he's such a great person. Like, and he's fun to watch. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> it's just funny. So he's just, like, he's just, like... I feel like uh, Craig is your version of like the girl that gets the boyfriend. And that's all she talks about. It's like you're gonna bring up how much you love Craig. Any chance you get, <laughs> any chance you get. We know you love Craig. He loves you. Okay, he's the shit. You have man. his pillows. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> well, I don't know if he loves me. He doesn't know I exist, and that's okay. But I'm a fan. <laughs> Whereas, oh, like, really. And- I mean, shut up. The fact that he can be like himself though and also friends with someone like Austin and Shep really says something about him too. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's because he's a mature adult. Yeah, who isn't secure. And Peter Pan. He's very secure with himself. And those other guys fucking aren't. Exactly. Austin's just pissing me off lately. I like literally can't. So shall we migrate to Taylor and Olivia podcast now that we're yeah. on the subject of Southern Charmers? Yeah, let's do it. Something that really super shocked me uh, in the finale of Southern Charm was that Craig said that he thinks Taylor and Shep are going to get married someday. 
Mm-hmm. That yeah. actually like totally blew my mind. Well, it blew my mind, but also like I don't know. Craig voiced the opinion also in that reunion where he goes, I have never, out of all the years I've known Shep, I've never seen him more happy ever than when he was with Taylor. And Shep still talks about how, like, and you can see it's, like, super sincere and genuine where he goes, like, Taylor will always have a place in my heart. Like, she obviously meant so much to him. He just has, like, whatever issues that he can't commit. Yeah, he's on an ayahuasca retreat right now working on those <laughs> issues. <laughs> what is it with ayahuasca that is that like I like I've heard like from people that it really just like helps you be more introspective and like reflective and it just like kind of helps you get your inner demons out almost. I'm like that sounds trippy and some hippie stuff that I don't even know if I would ever want to dabble in. <laughs> like, oh no, it totally is trippy hippie stuff. Like, it's just yeah. yeah I mean, it's like, a drug. Like, it's you know, natural. It's, though, I guess, but... yeah. But I guess you're accessing like this part of your brain that you normally can't access or something. I don't know. I just I, mean, I hope it helps him. Good for him for honestly like making, trying to figure it out at least. Like, yeah. the part that. I don't think I'll ever understand is like Austin going to therapy, but like just still being, you know, Austin. And I'm like, is therapy even helping you? Like, what are you doing? I don't get it. Maybe he needs to up his frequency or something of it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That whole reunion was wild though, too. Like, I really liked it, but. Damn, do you have more notes on it? Because now my memory's like so fuzzy with um I, drama. Yeah, I feel like we covered most of it because the in our last episode we talked about part one. I mean, part two, yeah, it was like Craig saying that he could see them getting married. Um, Olivia and Taylor just like. Do you think Shep and Taylor are gonna get married one day? Shep and do I think Shep and Taylor are gonna get married one day? I mean, if Craig says so, everything <laughs> Craig says is Bible. So, is it? Is no, it I'm just. I mean, he no. I mean, but are you saying Craig he, is God, or is that no, what you're saying? Do you like Craig not. too? <laughs> I do like Craig. I do like Craig, um, especially when you put him next to a bunch of jabronis like Shep and Austin. And, <laughs> and jabronis. Corey. What the hell does that mean? never heard of that did you just make up that word no where the hell is that from probably like 2015 (laughs) what it's just like a just like a i don't know google it (laughs) i've never heard of that my entire life before and i've never heard you say that really well i guess i don't really say it you've never said that word in the years that i've known you i swear it is actually in the dictionary um, as a foolish what? or contemptible person. Get out of town! Yeah. Jabronis. Just a stupid, foolish person. Colon, loser. Like an, it sounds like an American Italian restaurant that sells like... <laughs> Jabronis! <laughs> Olive Garden type food. It's <laughs> the vibe I get. No, Sounds very foolish. <laughs> Freaking hate Olive Garden. 
gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else for Southern Charm, but I really don't think so. Um, JT and Austin getting at each other. That was funny. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, Rodrigo, like, getting heated as hell on that reunion towards JT was insane. Like, Rodrigo, how are you defending Olivia right now? Sorry, how are you defending Taylor right now? You know what? Actually, now I remember. I was like, there's something that I want to talk about that pissed me off about Austin. Okay, I remember um, where Austin was basically saying, yeah, Olivia, you know, one day you're hot, another day you're cold. You know, you're like, you're you're always changing your mood. You know, like you're texting me and then you're saying you hate me. And Olivia is basically trying to say like, I've just experienced the worst death of my entire life. I am clearly not a sane person right now. Like, mm-hmm. how are you putting this on me? And Leva said it more perfectly than ever, where she goes, Austin, you need to figure it out that she clearly is not in her right mind and you need to step away and let her figure her shit out. Stop enabling her. Stop calling her. You were not the right person to be there for her right now. You're making things worse. That's basically what Leva said in a much more professional, better way. But- like it's like Austin are you freaking serious right now like that pissed me off so much like when you experience death I cannot even imagine losing a sibling I don't even want to imagine that like I would be a lunatic literally yeah like Austin what the hell like you cannot pinpoint that on Olivia that was so ridiculous and Olivia talked about it on the um not skinny not fat podcast too of like she like she was in such a state of grief obviously that she doesn't even remember like some of the conversations she like watched it back she's like i don't even like remember having that conversation yeah just like in such a fog an autopilot and And she didn't get any break too because remember she said what was it like a couple weeks later she was filming already i don't think it was even like that long like i think we thought it was longer than it was which granted she did say like it was you know she kind of enjoyed having like something else to do and think well, about distractions and not are just nice. like yeah yeah but when you're in a reality show and every word you say can and will be held against you and then like you know i just i feel like we gotta give taylor sorry olivia so much grace of that's just, what like, she was so mad she didn't get any um, from her cast members and it was like that is so sad to see. I know. And I, mean, I can't Taylor even imagine losing her brother too. Okay. That was so insane when that happened. Cause I was like, are you kidding me? Like the two girls literally both lost their brothers recently. Like, and they're still not talking. They're still not friends. Like, Oh my god. Oh my god. I know. It's like you want them to be besties at this point because they know exactly what they're going through and like this divided them rather than bringing them together. And I think you know, I think they were like sympathetic towards each other. I don't think they were completely like, you know, like I they're think civil. they did reach out to each other. Yeah, but Do you know what happened to Taylor's brother by the way? I don't know if I it I didn't see anything online. I didn't really look into it too much i guess not taylor's but i know olivia's um she talks about it in the podcast i just didn't know if taylor if you knew anything about taylor's side 
No, it's really sad with Olivia's though. I didn't even know this was a thing. So her brother had Lyme disease, which is like a chronic illness. And because it went like untreated or like poorly treated by doctors, like he ended up developing a drug problem because of it. Because he wasn't given so the right sad. treatment. And then it's like, yeah, it's so awful. Yeah, Taylor's, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's more recent so maybe like i don't know maybe they're not talking about it. but also yeah poor olivia she's talking about on the podcast of like she lost her brother and then like media outlets are trying to find out the cause of death like contacting the funeral Bro. home it's just like respect oh, people's like, privacy like they just like they're in the middle of going through this like and i can't even imagine like olivia even said like i feel partly guilty because because of that i'm on the show that now this is like happening to us basically um and i was I like know. that is so stressful how much she had to deal with and then top it off with taylor and austin i like it made me just like so shook how ridiculous austin was it just sounds like a little whiny ass B word. <laughs> he is a whiny ass bitch, and uh, <laughs> like I, I love that Olivia and Taylor both agree, and they're just like, he will never put anyone in front of himself. Like he yeah. is like, like no matter hell, how hard dude? he wants to, because I feel like he wants to. You know, like I feel like he wants to, but he ends up shooting himself in the foot. Same thing happened when he was dating Olivia. Like shot himself in the foot didn't want to be serious didn't want to like you know settle down put it someone before himself and it's just like it's an endless cycle like it's never what gonna is stop with these dumbass men where now they're like oh yeah i regret it was always her always have love for her it's like like shep said it about taylor Corey saying it about sam austin said it when they were in jamaica to madison where austin goes i love olivia like she is the one that got away and it's like hello what is this trend that you men are just like, are you just doing this for the jokes? Like, what's going on here? What the heck? They're not getting rather... any younger. No, definitely not. And they'd rather just screw around and have their fun and risk their relationship rather than put someone ahead of themselves. And Crazy, dude. Just focus on a life with them and not other women or themselves or whatever, you know? Like, it's... Why? Oh. Do the men need to be so carried away with women? Like, seriously, get help. Like, I already, like I told you, like, as a side conversation or a ski weekend, like, how much infidelity I learned that, like, just happens, like, <laughs> not only, like, back at home, but just, like, as we're getting older, you know, you just hear stories, watching TV, like, tv shows that are like real and then you just hear about it i'm hearing about it so much it's like what's going on here like okay the guy there's so much more to life okay than just being attracted to someone like physically <laughs> like just i don't know i love life enjoy life find a friendship find a companion like what is it with these men who just like are looking at physical attraction like they said in the reunion too i can't remember who said it um but andy asked like what what is it about these guys who don't want to settle down and I forget who said it, but uh, Charleston's like, you know, a tourist place, it's a college town. So there's that rotating door of just like brand new women. And in my head, I'm like, I just don't understand that. Like, I just, I just, okay. So what if there's brand new women? Like that, that makes you like constantly like have eyes drooling at them. Like what? Like, I don't know. Gross. Like, why can't you just, I don't know. I don't get it. I will never understand. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's well, a them problem. Fun. It's a them internally, you know, the it grass seems like is always a lot of men, though, But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's all of them within yeah, themselves, yeah. you know, like it's it's a wild time. And Southern hospitality is also has that theme going through with Charleston, you know, infidelity going out. There's also like a you know, big party culture, big tourist culture. So you have like even a lot of tourists coming in and all of that and speaking of southern hospitality do you think okay two things do you think trevor cheated on maddie again yes Yes. and then do you think the rumor that maddie was thinking about brad in the dumpster with that woman do you think that's true because it keeps being brought up it keeps being brought up and then um brad keeps denying it Keeps denying and... it. Well, well here's it's... the thing. Me, Mikal? Is it Mikal? Mikal? I think it's like Miko, Mikal, Mikal, Mikal. Mikal, Mikal. I think it's Mikal. Is it? That sounds about right. Oh, we're good. Um, yeah, Mikal. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, that's right. He, he denies it. Okay. He's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. Like, I don't. You know, I, I don't think that happened, but he said the exact same thing when Maddie was like, did Trevor cheat? He was like, no, Trevor didn't cheat. And he got it wrong. He's yeah, just like believing would... the wrong person. I, he's not a trustworthy source. I just find point. it weird that Brad is constantly denying it, denying it, denying it when he's not even with that woman anymore. Like, so it's not like he's benefiting from the lie. And then Maddie keeps bringing it up. Like you did it. And then she's like, you know, TJ saw it, Trevor saw it, like Joe saw it, like I have witnesses. And now I just want to be like, can somebody just like tell the freaking truth? Cause Brad, you're like <laughs> not with this woman anymore. So it's like, what do you have to lose? Or Maddie, why do you keep pushing for it? Like, again, you're also not benefiting from it. I don't get it. Yeah. I. It's just the whole thing of like, she thinks I love Maddie. It's what breaks my heart. I know. Me but, too. Like, she thinks She's being naive yeah she's being naive and she thinks like taking brad down and like she thinks brad is like basically retaliating and trying to like break up her relationship because he she did the same for him even though you know if he did something but i mean like heather gay said receipts timeline like they had (laughs) like they had the video of trevor with the girls you know being inappropriate and like dex I don't know. It's just like I feel so bad. Joe is just trying to be a good friend, as good friends should be. And you know what? It's it's situations like that that makes like friends just be like, you know what? I don't care. It's their freaking problem. And that sucks when that situation happens because you don't want to be demotivated to tell your friend, like, hey, you know, I think something's wrong here. But then you risk your friend blowing up like Maddie did at Joe. She blew up at him. Um that just didn't sit well i was like oof like that's not cool like don't blow up on your friend who did nothing like if anything just be like thank you for showing me this that's it walk away blow up at fucking trevor yeah that that reaction was so unwarranted for joe yeah like, the I know. one person in your corner i mean like it's not what you what she wants to hear but she's just in denial like she's just in denial that Trevor's a little being a little scummy. Uh-huh. I know. Well, I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. I love Grace Lily. She's amazing. Yes. I love that when she broke up with that guy, she goes, 
I got my vegan hot dogs. I got my cat and I just pieced <laughs> out. Like now it's about wait. me and the Grace show. What did she do before she got her cat and her hot dogs? What? She gave him some last good G Lily loving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wavy baby. So good. I love her mom in the driveway. Wait, yes. So cute. <laughs> Their whole relationship is so cute. Honestly, that's goals. That is literally her mom is her cheer cheerleader and her her like support system. And you know, Grace is just like her best self. And I'm like, I am obsessed with you. Goals. Another relationship where it's like, I'm glad that she realized, you know, he wasn't yeah yeah good for good, her good for and... her for not settling she was like he's toxic mm-hmm. i'm out good for you yes good job grace love these powerful women let's do it yes. we love that <laughs> so much well do you have any last thoughts or closing remarks um last thoughts are i hope everyone is going to enjoy the vanderpump oh, yes. oh my god i'm so excited for tomorrow yes so when we're recording, it's happening tomorrow. Uh, very exciting. You know what you and I should do for our next episode? What? After we watch the premiere, we should each come up with three predictions for the season. Doesn't have Ooh. to be specific. Doesn't have to be anything. Just no rules. Just three predictions for the season. Okay. All right. I dig it. Have you been watching any of the trailers? I haven't. Um, I saw there was like released the first seven minutes of the episode or whatever. Um, one of the Bravo accounts releases them and it looks good. I'm just so excited. I can't believe it's back. Like, I know we're almost like coming full circle. We started because of Scandal and now it's like the True. season's back and like we're here. We're ready that to talk was about it. A wild year. Like, oh goodness me all right well i don't think i have anything left but uh great convo buddy this is fun you too pal (laughs) remote high five love it (laughs) all right well thank you for listening guys stay tuned for next week's episode Yes, come back to us next week. Don't forget to like us and rate us wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at two bras underscore talking bravo. And yeah, be caught up with uh, all the latest there. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.